Welcome, my friends, to the Moon Jockeys Podcast. <laughs> An in-depth discussion of Star Wars themes, characters, and storylines. Now, here are your hosts. Welcome to another episode of Moon Jockeys Podcast. My name is Brian, your host. I'm excited to welcome back our guests from Star Wars Explained. How are you doing tonight, Alex and Molly? Good. Yeah, we're great. Thanks for having us again. Oh, I guess pleasure. just me. This is the first time for Molly. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to Molly um, this time. Oh, Molly. <laughs> you can stay. You can stay. You have great opinions, too. I suppose. <laughs> So what have you guys been up to recently? Anything exciting? Uh, mostly Dragon Con. Yeah. We just kind of got finished with all that, so that was fun. Yeah, that looked like you guys had a ton of fun this past weekend. Yes. <laughs> Dragon Con is like our big party weekend of the year, but also we do panels and work stuff. Yeah, so. we're we're starting to try to balance more work and play. It used to be all play for us and now for the past 4 years it's been a little of both. How were the panels? What panels did you guys do? Um Friday I was on uh the the new canon. Yeah, so that was all like books and comics and that kind of thing. I'll skip to Sunday I did a panel on the book from a certain point of view and Monday I did one on droid sentience but on Saturday we had one together and we did episode 9 speculation that must have been fun yeah it was yeah. fun it was Molly's first panel yeah it was fun I was nervous at first but I I leaned into it pretty quickly did you have a good crowd of people there yeah I think the room was full for that one yeah yeah a lot of people were excited for that I I saw on Twitter that you guys did a little bit of uh cosplaying during dragon con i know that it's kind of infamous for um the different cosplay how was that this year <laughs> well uh dragon con there's always great cosplays at dragon con and i try to do some cosplays every year uh but yeah this year we had one go kind of viral that was <laughs> It was fun. I'll let Alex explain the I, background of it. I don't know if viral's the white, right word. I haven't seen... No. <laughs> Fortunately, I haven't seen it spread too far. Uh, but yeah, last year, uh, our friends... We, we go with a big group of friends every year. So last year, one of us was like, hey, you know what we should do next year is we should all be uh, Slave Leia, and it'll be like a fitness challenge. So over the next year, we'll get ready for it and... We'll we'll get in shape and stuff, and then for a year, no one changed anything about their diet or behavior. <laughs> and, but we did it anyway. Man, those pictures of you dressed up like Slave Leia, it just had me rolling. Like, <laughs> I think there's one picture of you like sitting on the floor, posed in this, with your legs out, and it's just like, what inspired that pose? <laughs> I think we were just trying to recreate the picture of Jabba and Leia kind of on his dais or yeah. whatever you call that thing. Mm -hmm. And so Molly was dressed as 
Java. Yeah, technically, I guess. Uh, I wanted to be a part of this too. And so I decided I wanted to be Java the Hut. Um, but maybe after a fitness challenge. <laughs> yeah, we we told Molly she had to gain a bunch of weight and she didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just I just put on a green tracksuit and a hat that said Java. And I had on like a little Max Rebo band t-shirt. And uh, yeah, then I had my crowd of of male slave Leia's. You had a posse, that's for sure. That's <laughs> pretty funny. How did trivia go this year, Alex? Uh, the quest continues. I got second place for the second year in a row. Oh, man. So <laughs> I close. Lost to, yeah, yeah. I lost to a friend, though, so I can't be all that beat up about it. <laughs> cool. Well, at least you finished, like, really high. I mean... Oh, yeah, I was very happy with how it all went. And at the end, it's just kind of a crapshoot. Like, what? It, all the questions are ridiculously hard, so it's just kind of, who's going to know this one weird fact first? And uh, my friend knew it, and it was kind of like a slumdog millionaire thing where he just had this action figure. He remembers getting it from his father as a kid. And so he remembered the name of this one character, and I didn't, and that was that. That's sad, but I'm glad you had fun competing in that, and hopefully you'll be able to win it next year. Yeah, um, I just keep telling myself that this just makes the the quest to win that much more epic. <laughs> Every year that I don't win, uh, it, it'll make when I do win that much sweeter. Yeah, absolutely. Um, have you guys seen the new uh, trailers and like informational videos for Star Wars Resistance? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they look pretty cool. I'm excited. Can you imagine what it's like to be an ace pilot? This is your chance to make that true. I've got a mission for you. Yes! Blend in, find out who's loyal to the good guys and who isn't. What was that? What was what? The throwing and the falling. Over there! Don't think about it. You can work on my team. Get ready to be impressed. But when it comes to your mission as a spy, I don't want anything to do with you. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. I just wanted to wish my competition good luck. This is fine. I'm fine. Just be careful and don't explode. I'll do my best. This should be good. Here we go. Star Wars Resistance, in all new series, premieres Sunday, October 7th at 10 on Disney Channel. Yes! Team Fireball, they're a core Star Wars group. They're not caught up in the bigger things going on in the galaxy. I want it to have a sense of childlike fun and adventure. And what unifies this team is that they need each other. They need to try and win races to survive and make money. And our hero, Kaz, is still coming into his own and he's a very, very good pilot. But he's still a bit fish out of water when it comes to living in a place like the Colossus. Nice job, BB-8. All right, this is what I want you to do. I'm Christopher Sean, and I play Kazuta Ziono on Star Wars Resistance. Kaz's job, given to him by Poe, is to spy in the First Order. He's good at flying, but he's not really good at spying. Whoa! Oh!
and he's a bit clumsy, gets into trouble here and there, but Kaz is definitely a guy who has a lot of heart and wants to make a difference. In times like this, I think it's best to keep Kaz occupied. I am Scott Lawrence. I play Jarek Yeager. Yeager kind of represents the old school. Yeager was a pilot for the Rebellion. Now he's just trying to live his life as mainly a mechanic on this installation in the middle of nowhere. And he unfortunately keeps getting pulled back into the action. Yeager, he's the father figure of Team Fireball, and Kaz causes a lot of trouble and a lot of grief for Yeager. Get ready to be impressed. You ready to be impressed, Tam? I'm completely ready. <laughs> Hi, I'm Susie McGraw, and I play Tam Rivora on Star Wars Resistance. Tam is a mechanic who works with Yeager. She was a racer back in the day and lost her ship. This guy better be paying for this rush job, Yeager. She's tough, no nonsense. She kind of has attitude. She also has a lot of heart and passion. She wants to have a purpose in life. She's incredibly brave. She cares about people, but she likes to keep her emotions kind of to herself. Kaz, this is Niku. It is so nice to meet you. Niku is a bit of an oddball. You know, I am starting to like having adventures. I find that it raises my heart rate, which is good for my circulatory system. Hi, I'm Josh Brunner, and I play Niku on Star Wars Resistance. He's a genius, he's very naive, but he's got a huge heart. He is this unbelievably positive, happy Nikto character. No matter what kind of day you're having, Niku is having a great day. I once had a pet named Lucky that reminded me of home, and then it died, and then I ate it. We made the show for a younger audience. I think they'll love the relationships between the characters and all the lightheartedness. It's unique in tone, unique in look. It's a completely different package. It's very action-packed and vibrant and colorful, and you have you know, lots of different pilots and ships and the different settings. I wish I had a show like this when I was growing up. I'd like to break down the information we have on Star Wars Resistance so far and speculate what kind of show it'll be. So if you're afraid of spoilers, this is your potential spoiler warning. Well, as my sweet mother always said, Son, if having some is good, having more is better. And having it all, well, <laughs> that's just good business. Now, proceed with caution. What are you excited about? Uh, I, I've said this a couple of times. I'm just happy that there's going to be a show out for kids again. I mean, we were fans of the Clone Wars and Rebels, um, but this, this seems like a show that's really catering towards a younger crowd. And, you know, some people were a little put off by that, but I'm I'm happy for the kids that are getting this show and they'll be able to grow up uh, with it. I think we need to get like really used to the idea that Star Wars animation is for the next generation of Star Wars fans and not so much for existing Star Wars fans. Because yeah. it is such an easy entry level um, to younger kids. Like You can get them excited about new characters that they can get some ownership of. And you can find an easy buy-in for that younger generation to get interested in Star Wars. Um, and so if like the adults expect a whole lot more mature content, I don't, I don't think that that's going to be the case. Well, I think that people look back at Clone Wars and their initial thoughts are the episodes that they love. Like my favorite would be 
the ones on Mandalore with Maul where he fights Sidious and Savage dies like and it's very intense and grown up. Mm-hmm. But that was the fifth season of the show. If you if you jump back to season one, they had some really silly episodes in it, where especially with Jar Jar and like Zero the Hut, like all of this stuff was for a younger audience and the show grew up with that audience and star Wars rebels did the same thing. And I've been saying this, but I feel like star Wars rebels really prepared me for resistance because I, I didn't start watching rebels when it first started. I made myself start watching it because I had this YouTube channel and I was like, I should be talking about this and I'm just ignoring it. So I made myself get into it. And then I realized that I was just wrong. Like, I, I looked at it and I was like, I don't like the style. It seems overly childish. And by the end of season one, I was like, okay, this is not what I thought it was. It's really good. And then in season two, it started to really get good. And it had some of my favorite Star Wars stories, period. So just because a one minute teaser uh, seemed like it was aimed at children that didn't really dissuade me. I'm like, yeah, I mean, some early episodes are probably going to skew younger than I would personally like, but I'm in my 30s. That's okay. (laughs) I think as the show goes on, I'm going to grow into it. The show's going to grow up. I think Filoni has a knack of making things very kid-friendly, but still enjoyable by the adults that want to get into it as well. Absolutely. I, I agree. I'm in my 40s as well, so there's no shame in watching cartoons at all. Um, <laughs> so I understand how that goes. Yeah, I mean, do you have kids? Yeah, I have a daughter. She's three, um, and I watch a lot of cartoons now. Because <laughs> yeah, like pretty much my that, life. Yeah, it's something yeah. that you can do with your daughter. And I, I don't know if she's old enough for resistance, but still, you're going to be able to share that with your kids someday. And that could be her entry point into Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I got her started the day she was born. So it's well, pretty much been a part of her life for the last three years. And she watches star- a lot of um, Star Wars already. So like she loves Forces of Destiny and uh, Ahsoka. So um, yeah, but we'll watch, we'll watch Resistance, I'm sure, um, just because we like to watch new stuff. I'm kind of glad that they're setting expectations for existing Star Wars fans. I think that they're trying to really communicate what exactly Resistance is going to be so that people are not surprised and don't have a lot of complaining uh, because they're telling it to us pretty straight. I have a couple quotes from the team Fireball spot mm-hmm. where Filoni says, I want to have a sense of childlike fun and adventure. And then Athena said, we made this show for a younger audience. I think that they'll love the relationships between the characters and all the lightheartedness. And then Justin Ridge, who's the um, supervising director of Star Wars Resistance, said that he wished that he had a show like this when he was growing up. Hearing those quotes, what tone do you think that the Star Wars Resistance will have? Super dark. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... Yeah, that would be a surprise. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's obviously like very flashy and bright and fun and uh, other happy adjectives. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's going to be 
a lot of, you know, basic life lesson type uh, storylines for each episode. And they kind of did that with Clone Wars and Rebels too, but, you know, choosing between good and evil and, you know, it, it's going to have a pretty lighthearted tone. And I, I like that it's going to be uh, set in a place that's way out in the middle of the nowhere, in the middle of nowhere. Um, I want more stories from other parts of the galaxy that we that most people don't think of but obviously there's other stuff happening in the star wars galaxy and i'm excited to see more of that yeah it's only a big galaxy there's a lot to explore and to develop i kind of get the impression that kaz's experience with star wars resistance are going to be kind of similar to entering middle school um the reason why i say that is Filoni says that Kaz is like a fish out of water. So I think that there'll be a lot of themes of trying to fit in, trying to build relationships with his team members and with some of the other competitors. There'll I think be that's a lot of... really insightful. I I hadn't thought of it like that, but I think you're probably right on the money. Yeah, that I, sounds pretty on track. We, we just recently saw the movie 8th Grade, and that was... A, uh, I had a lot of stuff about kind of coming of age, entering high school, you know, figuring yourself out. Um, and I think you're right about him trying to find his kind of group of friends. Yeah. And they, I think they said in the team fireball thing that he is a good guy, but he's not a good spy. Like yeah. he's kind of clumsy. So I think a lot of that awkwardness would really translate into, yeah, a middle school aged kind of person trying to teach lessons about that i I think that's probably very accurate do you remember what you were like in junior high pretty much the same (laughs) (laughs) reading star wars books and uh which years were those i i think i was probably getting into heir to the empire and all those around that time i was awkward and very much a tomboy, um, but I also, at the time, I was really into anime and Sailor Moon, and, you know, I had all my friends, and we would all talk about Sailor Moon and Dragon Ball Z and all that kind of stuff, and yeah, pretty nerdy, but also trying to get good grades and, like, you know, not be too much of a nerd trying to stay a little bit cool trying to find that that middle point there's another kind of possibly uh a possible connection between middle school and star wars resistance is that kaz is supposed to keep his identity as a spy secret so there there's kind of like this you're you're living your double life you're not really being yourself in front of your friends Mm mm-hmm Man, you really just like open this up for me, and I want to. <laughs> well, it's like in when I was in junior high, my elementary school was pretty small, and we had a everyone knew everyone in the grade. But when we went to junior high, it was like combining six different elementaries into one junior high school, and so the class of uh, seventh grade just kind of exploded and so you barely saw the people that you knew um you had to meet new people you didn't know where you sat with all these new people because you didn't have six years of going to school with them 
And so the fear of the unknown was uh, really awkward. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was lucky enough to have a lot of friends that I am still close with today um, going back to like first and second grade. And I remember transitioning into middle school and just not seeing them as often and not having as many classes with those people. And I was really quiet. And, you know, I had my friends that I had known for so many years. And I was like, I don't know what to do now that they're not in my classes. Like I had to try to talk to other people and, you know, make new friends. And it was scary. Do you get the impression that Kaz might have to deal with crushes or something like that? One of the other pilots, I think, was totally flirting with him in the first trailer. <laughs> I, I think her name is Tora Doza, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. I yeah, think... I, I'm not familiar with the names yet, except for Kaz and Nico, I think. Yeah. But, but yeah, I, I think that, yes, either she was flirting with him or was being annoyed at his flirting, but there's definitely something happening there. Yeah. yeah, I could, I could see some flirting and some, some questioning of, uh, crushes and whatnot, but I could, I can also see this show showing boys growing up that it's okay to be friends with girls. Yeah. Um, and not to, not to be afraid of them, not to pick on them if, you know, they think they're cute or whatever, you know, it's okay to be friends with girls and in girls, it's okay to be friends with boys. You know, you don't have to pick on each other and whatnot. You can, everyone can kind of get along. Yeah. They kind of did a bit of that in Rebels as well, where early on, especially Ezra kind of had a thing for Sabine that never really developed into a romantic thing. It developed into more of a brother sister mm -hmm. kind of relationship where they were protective of each other yeah it could be interesting as well if he explores developing his skills at racing and flying he'll probably have a lot of ups and downs in the competition do you know what i mean oh yeah 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 learning how to fail gracefully is a big part of growing up <laughs> yeah <laughs> absolutely um do you think that there's any significance of calling his ship fireball gosh you're like teaching me things i didn't <laughs> i didn't even know that and that makes so much sense is the logo on the ship and everything of course it's a fireball and it's <laughs> actually on fire in the trailer which is kind of right like it mm -hmm. breaks down and I don't that know. might be the significance yeah <laughs> So uh, it could it could kind of explain also his character. He's just like a ball of fire. Like it's he could be unexpected and just like have these fiery tendencies. But throughout the show, maybe he learns to kind of control that kind of stuff. Sure. In a couple of the articles that we got when they first announced Star Wars Resistance, Dave Filoni said that a lot of his research was um, his experience with his uh, grandfather and his uncle flying in World War II planes and how they competed. Um, and if you think about a young person spying, I think that they'll have a desire to make a big impact to like 
find something that's really super important. But at the same time, with those kind of inexperienced, they're given more of roles that are easy and simple that you don't would think are just guard duty or something like that so that they may be desiring more glory. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's probably true. And I think in the first teaser, he said something like, can you imagine being an ace pilot? I think it's probably clear that he wants recognition as a great pilot. Yeah. And he, he probably wants to be a hero for the resistance. Yeah. I like that we have an, another um, mentor with Scott Lawrence's Yeager. He's an mm -hmm. old school pilot for the rebellion. Um, he's now just trying to live a life as a mechanic, but he keeps getting pulled back into action. In a couple of the shots, it appears that he's actually competing in one of the races. Uh, it looks like his plane might be a, a yellow plane with two engines on the side. Have you seen him with this helmet? Uh, yeah, thanks to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the show notes right now. I'm like, all right, yeah. I'm I'm thinking to myself, how many times have we seen this in action movies that uh, an older, possibly retired or about to retire uh, person gets pulled back in to become <laughs> a mentor? Sure, it's it's happened so many times and will continue to happen. Yeah, it's. But I think he'll be a great character. Yeah, and he it's good that he kind of knows that he's also a spy, but he doesn't really want to be involved in the spying. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if we're going to learn much of his history, like which battles did he take part in? Was he at Jakku or Indoor, mm -hmm. Hoth, Yavin? Probably not Yavin, but yeah, <laughs> since there any, were only like three survivors. But... That would be really cool if he had any like old war stories yeah. that could possibly tie back to the movies. Yeah, that that would be very cool. You said you were very interested in Niku. What attracts <laughs> you to Niku? Uh, I like that he, in every scene, <laughs> was just like smiling and clapping and happy to be wherever he was. Uh, so I guess his enthusiasm, like I, I just love his positive attitude. Yeah, like he is just a big ball of awkward Energy, joy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I could definitely see that being kind of a message for kids to be like, it's okay to sh to be excited and show that you're excited and happy about whatever it is mm -hmm. that you're happy about. Yeah, absolutely. You don't have to play it cool all the time. Yeah. No. It's okay to be excited. <laughs> I, I think that he will be a favorite among fans. A couple speculation characters. I think that... Um, so Bobby Moynihan and Jim Rash are both cast into the um, Resistance crew. I think Moynihan might be the fat Rodian we see in a couple of the uh, pictures. Yeah, okay. I can and see that. Then Jim Rash would be the old guy with the mustache that we've seen a couple times. Do you think that that might be true? I yeah that makes sense. I at first I thought that maybe Jim Rash would be the skinnier Rodian pilot, but then I think it was confirmed somewhere that Donald Faison would be hype Faison. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just I'm excited for Donald Faison, whoever he plays. I love the show Scrubs. Scrubs. Yeah. yeah. 
So the idea that now he's going to be in Star Wars, and I know he's a massive Star Wars fan. Like mm-hmm. I'm excited for him. I'm excited to see what he does. But he did I, some voice acting in the uh, the robot chicken, robot chicken yeah. Star Wars. He played Gary the stormtrooper. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think Jim Rash as the old mustache man makes sense. With these three and um, I think it's Bucket the droid. I think we're going to have a whole lot of like slapstick comedy and it's going to be a really lighthearted and funny. And I'm kind of excited for that because Star Wars can be a, a really funny um, show at times. So like I'm looking forward to the comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be- people don't realize how silly some of the scenes in the original trilogy are, like the the garbage shoot and the when he gets on the the comm system and he's like, oh, we're fine. We're all fine <laughs> yeah. here. How are you? <laughs> Awkward comedy has been a part of Star Wars since the start. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm glad that we're getting um, Leia back. Do you think that she'll have a big role? I don't know. I think she'll probably be the one to pop in and out uh, talking to Poe. And I think that's going to be really interesting to see what kind of stuff um, she's telling Poe to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What kind of orders she's sending him out on. I, I feel like Poe and probably Leia, uh, to even a greater extent, will be more guest stars. Like, mm-hmm. I think, especially if this this is supposed to, I think, take place six months before The Force Awakens, and Poe is very busy in his comics. So I don't think he'll be in the show every episode. So he'll probably pop in with BB-8, and then Leia will probably pop in even less frequently. I'm mm-hmm. trying to think of like a Rebels analog of a character that occasionally showed up. Maybe like Ryder Azadi, the governor of Lothal. Like mm-hmm. He would just come in and out as needed. Yeah, right. I imagine Leia's, as well as Poe, are pretty busy, and they'll pop in and out to remind everyone that this is a Star Wars show, <laughs> and it does involve you know, the main characters, but ultimately the show is about the new people. Yeah. Do you think that it has Poe gotten his mission to find Lorsen Tekka six months before the force awakens? Do you know? I assume so only because the comic so much happens in it. So that would be an incredibly busy six months. If, if that, were the entire extent of the comic i assumed it took place over a year at least but i mean it's possible if he were really rushing around that could it could have been six months or less so i believe the six month um time frame comes from the um html embedding for the resistance preview on starwars.com is that correct yeah, that's where I think people saw it. So it was never officially announced, but I also don't know why they would put, put it that in into there. the metadata otherwise. Mm-hmm. They they said something on the Star Wars show, but they just said shortly before the events of The Force Awakens. Yeah. So I imagine that's correct. Yeah. So if we don't see Poe and Leia like a ton, but we see them like in important situations, I think that that would be a good use and we could get some development for the, um, the new Republic, um, in this show, which would be 
very nice. I hope we get a, at least some glimpse of, of that. Yeah, I mean, Kaz has a New Republic uniform, so I assume maybe at the start he will be part of their Navy. Yeah. Yeah. Because he, he definitely goes through a few different phases in these uh, these previews or these trailers. So that's interesting. It looks like he'll get a blue astromech as well, a R2 unit or whatever. Oh, yeah. That would be cool. Do you think that we'll see Han Solo and Chewie at some point in, in one of the races? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think if they have Leia in this, I wouldn't be surprised if they popped up at some point. I mean, they've got a Han voice actor that they've used for Forces of Destiny. Mm. I, yeah, I, I kind of want to say yes, because we know at this point, uh, well, not at this point specifically. Well, now I'm like questioning the timeline. If this is six <laughs> months before The Force Awakens, he's more of a smuggler. But a few years before that, he was like in charge of a racing team. So I am still, because of that link, hoping that we'll see Han race or have some sort of connection with them. I bet he knows that older gut character what's that his, makes sense what's jim rash uh eager e- oh yeah eager. jim rash too eager I eager think. yeah if he if he's uh like uh, a seasoned pilot i think it was yeah i'm sure he knows who han solo is and might have actually worked with him in the past like solo might be like one of the um promoters of one of the races like one the host's and might have a conversation. Yeah, like I could definitely see them working solo in to a conversation with Eager. Okay, here's a pure speculation question. Do you think that the Colossus might be based on Mon Cala? Uh, I tried to find out, and according to Wikipedia, it's just an unknown water planet, um, which it could be Mon Cala, but I... I don't know. I, I'm assuming for now that it's just a new water planet. If there can be eight desert planets, there can be more <laughs> than one water planet. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think if it were going to be Mon Cala, I don't see why they wouldn't go ahead and name it that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I, I do I, think it's like similar to the prevalence of desert planets. I think they chose water because it's just a big empty place and it makes animation easier. <laughs> yeah. It would be a lot cheaper if you don't have to um, do all that terrain um, in buildings. If you mm-hmm. can just animate water. I think it'll probably be something along the lines of in star Wars rebels, like the first season almost entirely takes place on Lothal. And then in the second season, they join the larger rebel cell and they're kind of going throughout that region of space and every season kind of opens it up a little more so i'm kind of thinking it'll do the same thing where season one will probably be focused on the colossus and maybe move around a little but then as we go along they might explore new new planets do you think that the um races that they compete in do they remind you of the um Phantom Menace pod racer game that they had on the PC. <laughs> a little bit. I wonder if they'll make a game of this. But I hope so. I'm sure they would. This is this is like the perfect kind of content to make a game out of. 
like having to fly through those rings as checkpoints is just it's perfect for like a racing game yeah yeah it, it reminds me also of uh in the book lost stars the two main characters had to do something very similar they were on speeder bikes i think but they had to go through rings and checkpoints and stuff and it was a race and part of their imperial training so that's kind of what popped into my mind when we saw this mm -hmm. so do you think this could be like a recruiting tool for getting first order um pilots could be could be part of training figuring out who's good and who's not <laughs> maybe i mean their mo is to kidnap children and brainwash them but i don't know maybe they're having trouble with their piloting program and mm -hmm. so they're yeah they could be reaching out yeah i i definitely think some members of the first order will be hidden among these racers but i don't know if they are recruiting or just hanging out i i don't know what the first order is up to in this they're yeah. like trying to fly low at this point just a couple more speculation questions. I'm sure you've noticed the big red uh, stormtrooper in these. Do you think that the red stormtrooper could be some version of the red baron in Star Wars Resistance? That is my assumption. I'm also holding out hope that is probably uh, wrong, but I want him to be Cardinal from the Phasma book. Uh, he was a red armored stormtrooper captain, and I love him. I thought he was amazing, and I want to see more of that character. Again, it kind of depends on the timeline of mm -hmm. when we don't know when Phasma took place exactly. Yeah, but he Cardinal was sort of in charge of recruiting and training. That's true. Before Phasma came along, so it could make sense if they wanted it to. But I I do definitely think he's an ace first order pilot. Yeah. Other than that. I don't know. I'm just crossing my fingers that he's cardinal until I'm specifically told that he's not. It would be very cool to bring a literary character into like a cartoon like that. Yeah. I looked up um, Red Baron, of course, in uh, Wikipedia. He apparently was a World War One German pilot um, that was considered the ace of aces with a 80 air combat victories like kills. Mm -hmm. So, like, he shot down a ton of planes in World War One. Having that lore behind a character in Star Wars Resistance would be pretty impactful, especially if Kaz has to go up against them in these races. Yeah. Yeah, that would. that's interesting. There's a ship that kind of looks like a Jedi starfighter with an elongated um, nose. Have you seen that? It's black and gray. Uh, Yeah, it also kind of resembles a tie fighter yeah do you think that that could be the red stormtroopers ship yeah maybe uh there was also i think it was in the fireball video i saw this image somewhere there is like an older looking guy without armor or anything but he has the imperial insignia tattooed on his shoulder so i'm guessing that there is an ex-imperial pilot that's yeah. part of these races uh, maybe that's his ship, but yeah, he still could be the Red Baron just out of costume and infiltrating this racing arena for whatever reason. Yeah, that that would be interesting um, to see those connections oh, brought together. You have the image of him in the show notes, <laughs> if I just scroll down a little more. <laughs> Great minds think alike. <laughs> 
do do you think we see Phasma in the trailer? Uh, people have said that it's not, but I think that it probably is because we haven't seen her yet. I assume that it is and that uh, some people were saying, oh, it looks more like gold armor, but I think it's just the lighting probably. I don't know. I I saw Stephen Stanton uh, post a picture of of that image on his Instagram, and he had a couple of hashtags, and one of them was hashtag Phasma. So I was like, oh, well, even though he's not really uh, a part of this show, he probably knows whether or not that's her. I get the impression that he actually is in this show, that we just don't know it yet. I bet he is, yeah. Oh, well, probably. He's made several comments about different speculation to kind of point people in different directions that I definitely get the impression that he knows a lot more than we think that he knows. Mm-hmm. I can't decide. Like, if it's Phasma, she's not wearing her captain's cape. Mm-hmm. I can't tell if it's just, like, super shiny white armor and gold lighting or if it is gold armor on a stormtrooper. If it is, I'm like, okay, that's a little too extra. <laughs> but <laughs> I... I can't decide. I mean, we know Phasma's in the show, so it very well could be her, and it still could be in in gold lighting or something. But yeah, yeah. So it sounds like we're getting another breakdown next next week with the theme of aces. I think that that will be the pilots that Kaz is going up against. What of the other remaining pilots are you hoping to learn more about? Hype phase on all the way. <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna stand behind him as I know that it's, or I'm pretty sure it's Donald Faison's character. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited for him and also the, the female pilots, of course. I love speculation because it kind of gets your imagination going and you get to think about different things outside of the box. Mm-hmm. I put a poll on uh, my Twitter. Can we go over those results real quick? Yeah. I asked, um, how are you feeling about Star Wars Resistance so far? The four options I gave were, here we go, Team Fireball, ready for high-speed racing, waiting to be impressed, and I'm too old for this shit. (laughs) (laughs) And the winner of the poll was, here we go, Team Fireball, with 50% of the votes. So most of the people were really excited about it. Um, The I'm too old for this got 14%, so that's kind of encouraging that people aren't bailing out yet Mm -hmm. how do you think you're feeling about this so far Uh, i think i'd probably go with ready for high speed racing uh i'm not like sold on it as i i mean i think it's gonna be good for what it is i'm not sure it'll live up to star wars rebels for me with kind of the the lore that they added into it but i am I'm accepting of the idea that it is. Uh, I don't feel like I need to be impressed anymore. I'm 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 ready to just actually see an episode. Yeah, I I'm just excited for new content, and I honestly think that we'll be surprised by this show. Yeah, I hope so. I too put that I was ready for the high speed racing, and I think that it looks fun and exciting. I'm a little skeptical because I seriously get the impression that i think that there won't be any force users in this one so uh, stars without the force just feels a little bit empty to me because that's kind of my favorite thing 
Um, but hopefully somewhere in along the lines, we get some force content. Yeah. I'm a little on the fence about that. I mean, my favorite star Wars books were the X-Wing series and I mean, I have a real soft spot for pilots in general, so I'm excited for all that. But hashtag Biggs Darklighter. <laughs> but <laughs> lately, with Solo and Rogue One, while I liked those movies, I did come out of them feeling like something was missing for me, and I think it was the fact that there wasn't any force in it. The force was kind of present mm-hmm. in characters like Churret, but uh, I agree that the spiritual side of star Wars is the force. And sometimes that, I don't know, sometimes it feels necessary and sometimes it doesn't. So we'll just have to see how this show shakes out. Yeah. Something about the force for me and after the prequels, especially when they brought in midi-chlorians and whatnot, I don't know, maybe they're trying to put some content out there doesn't really have the force in it as much or at all to maybe teach kids, you know, it's not all about being special and having the force and, you know, not everyone is force sensitive and that, you know, some of the younger kids could see that as feeling left out mm-hmm. and maybe like some kids are just better than other kids, uh, because of the midichlorians in their blood. So they could just be trying to put some content out there for the younger audience to show, uh, to, to teach lessons that don't necessarily involve the force. That's a really yeah, I good point. Um, especially bringing in different uh, points of view so mm-hmm. that it's less of an elitist thing and more inclusive that anybody can be special. Yeah. We did get a uh, solo they're broadening the expectations of what is a Star Wars story. So, like, we've already gotten a full movie without the Force, really. And so it looks like we might get a cartoon with that. Cool. Do you guys have any other impressions from the teaser or the Team Fireball short? I have another little speculation bit uh, that I had thought on early. Just... I hope that we get to see a little bit of the First Order's um, recruitment and how that works and what it looks like, especially if we see Phasma, um, because she was kind of in charge of that. So it'd be interesting to see these young kids um, being recruited and training in the First Order. That would be a good idea. Yeah, and I mean, like Brian mentioned, maybe the racing rig is part recruitment or something. Mm Mm-hmm. Kind of like the last Starfighter. If you put them through these uh, <laughs> trials, then you'll find the best pilot or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Well, Alex and Molly, I want to thank you for being on with me tonight. Uh, where can people find you online? Our YouTube channel that we run together is Star Wars Explained. And our Twitter that we both tweet on is at Star Wars Explained. But Molly also has her own Twitter. Yeah, I have my Twitter. Uh, it's at Molly Damon. I follow you both, and it's wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. You guys are great. Do you have any special videos we can look forward to on Star Wars Explained the next week or so? We've got some videos coming uh, of the interviews that we got to do at DragonCon. So 
we Alex got to interview with Timothy Zahn and also Henry Gilroy. So there's some really good stuff in there to look forward to. Awesome. Yeah, we've been we've been working on that since we got back from DragonCon. I'm really excited to start sharing that stuff. So the, probably starting next week, we'll we'll just be dumping out all of our DragonCon interview stuff, and there's a lot of good nuggets in there. Yeah, yeah, the especially some stuff that both Timothy Zahn and Henry Gil- Gilroy said we were not expecting. Yeah, some surprises. So got, got some bombshells. <laughs> well, I can't wait to hear those then. That sounds pretty exciting. Cool. Very good. Well, now it's time to hear from you, the audience. You can email us your thoughts on Star Wars Resistance at moonjockeyspodcast at gmail.com. You can follow the podcast at moonjockeyspod. You can always follow me at Balls in Play. Thank you for listening, and until next time, may the Force be with you. Always. Always. Stop watching TV.